what the fuck is up, motherfuckers? So, uh, look, here's the deal. Uh, we're running the solo podcast for the first time in a hot little fucking minute. Um, I don't even know if the solo podcasts still exist on the channel right now because I talked about it before. I went and cleared out some old shit just because, you know, we got a little out of pocket there for a while. You know, um, <laughs> those mild manic episodes can be a bitch. You feel me? Um, but here we are. Me and Trexton were supposed to record it yesterday, and I was actually the one that canceled this time. You know, Trexton didn't have the worst luck in the fucking world. Um, I just had a prior engagement that I completely fucking forgot about, to be quite honest with you. But we're here. We're right here right now. Um, I figured, you know what? I don't want to take two weeks off, um, because this is something I obviously enjoy doing. Um, so why not take this opportunity, go straight into it, and do a fucking solo potty real quick. Why not? Um, I, I, I'm going to talk about Hall of Fame uh, when Trexton's back. Because you're... I, I, I'll talk about it now. And then I'll... I, you guys will just hear the same thing next week. Because I have like two jokes. Brother, I pulled it out the fucking bag. I won the inaugural Streetcast Podcast Hall of Fucking Fame. Fucking dubs all around. Let me fucking tell you that right now. I was frankly shocked. I thought bread and butter pickles was gonna pull it out the fucking bag. I was like, God damn, these fucking pickle bitches that follow me, they're gonna eat that shit up. But no. You fat phobic motherfuckers elected the first winner of the Streetcast Podcast Hall of Fame to be electric scooters. So there you fucking go. You guys did it. Don't call me fat phobic. Don't call me fat phobic. You're fat phobic because you voted for it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the end of the last episode. Um, we have a new segment that I stole directly from someone else's podcast where we nominate two kind of random things, just whatever we're feeling, and pit them against each other in a poll on my Instagram story. So after a new episode comes out, Sans this one, I guess, because I'm not going to compete against myself because <laughs> I'd obviously win. Um, I a couple days later, I'll post a uh, poll on my Instagram story, and you guys vote, and whoever wins gets the honor of being in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't really know what the point of like like it's not like an official Hall of Fame. Obviously, we don't have I like I <laughs> there it is. I don't have a hall in my house that I hang pictures of like all the things that win but maybe I should maybe I should maybe I should start by printing off a picture of an absolute just morbidly obese person in an electric scooter and put it right there in the fucking hallway I might just do it to him I might just do it to him hey that was a bit we don't make fun of fat people here we love we love all people. I love all people at least. I don't know about Traxton. Traxton's not here to defend himself, so I can throw him on the fucking bus if I want to. <laughs> um we got fucking bubbly on deck. Fuck, I spilled it on myself. Already fucking up. It's fine, I didn't spill it on anything important. I also, if you guys remember last week, I was having mic stand issues where like I couldn't get my mic stand to like sit on the table properly. Um and so I just stole Traxton's mic stand and put my mic on it and uh ran with it i don't know if i've ever given the lore between but behind why we have different mics but i'll do that in case in case you missed it so i have two different microphones that serve two different purposes okay i have an s uh, sure sm57 and then this is a scarlet studio condenser mic um condenser mics are usually usually uh, fucking production nerds are going to flame me in the fucking comments usually condenser mics are specifically like for vocals you can use them for other things if you feel so inclined but generally people oh, that was gross people use condenser mics for vocals and i personally like the way my voice sounds through this microphone i use it to record street cat vocals um i use it for a podcast obviously i just generally like the way it sounds um Sure, SM57 is a dynamic microphone, and it is super, super useful for literally fucking everything. I saw a video the other day where some dude used two SM57s as drumsticks, and it, like, still sounded good. So, the SM57 can be used for fucking anything, okay? The issue is, because they're two different types of microphones um, being run through similar preset, like, uh, processing-type things... 
So, okay, so so a microphone unprocessed doesn't sound as good as a microphone processed, right? So if I turn off all the processing of my vocals right now, it wouldn't sound as good, okay? Um, I do that so that our voices sound balanced and that we're not at like two different frequencies. Anyway, the issue is that I have a different voice than Trexon does. I speak a lot more quietly. Trexon tends to be a lot louder. He has a more like full voice and I have a more high shrill voice. When we were, when we were recording Bowling Alley Ribeye, Dylan gave me a hard fucking time because like when you process vocals for singing, you do a low pat, like a low cut. So there's no low end because that makes it sound muddy. He was like, brother, I don't even have to do that to you because your voice is just so fucking shrill. <laughs> Jeez, damn, Dylan. Thanks, man. Um, but so we, we account for that because uh, when you put this makes my voice sound more full. And so it evens out more with Trexon on the other microphone. Trexon is also louder. SM57 is a little more quiet. Um, so it gives me more control over like making sure Trexon isn't like annoyingly loud or quiet compared to me. Um, and I like to think my ego keeps it pretty, you know, how, 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 how much of a dick move would that be if I just made Trexton unbelievably quiet in every episode and I was just the one boomingly loud. So he's just sitting there. He's, he's just quiet. And talks like this. And talks like this. And I'm just all up in your fucking ear. Just loud as a motherfucker. I should have given a headphone warning. God, imagine a podcast. There's two hosts, but one of them clearly just has this massive fucking ego. And the other one's like trying to get their shit in in the back. Just, yeah, you know, I really think that the, the queen dying is a, uh, a bit of a tragedy. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think that the British have just been fucking, they've been roasting us for school shootings for so fucking long, man. I don't even feel bad for them bitches. <laughs> Every, like, you have to like turn the volume up when the other guy talks and then crank the volume down when the main guy dude oh my god it, it's, but it's not even like serious topics they're, they're just like bullshitting telling like fucking Joe Rogan type psychedelic stories just like yeah man fuck I almost fell yeah man so uh this one time me and my buddy were doing uh shrooms out in a field and uh, I saw this elf who started explaining to me the root of the root of all my trauma. Yeah, man, bro, that's fucking crazy. One time I saw a lizard with titties on DMT. <laughs> no, it would be the opposite. It would be the fucking opposite. The The quiet one is actually trying to tell, like, interesting stories. Like, fucking, you know, one time I was on DMT and I saw a lizard with titties and I, I finally, you know, I just I don't even know what that means. Shit, I mean, shit was just fucking, shit was fucking crazy. No, no, they're interesting, Hogan. You have to get that right. Yeah, they had lizard wood titties, and finally it helped me realize that, like, the real issue was my relationship with my mom, and that I viewed her. Bro, that's fucking crazy. Did you know that fucking, uh, I don't know why they don't legalize, uh, DMT. Uh, bro, the government's fucking stupid, bro. I'm fucking trying to prove how fucking smart he is. I, I don't know. I feel like that, actually, I feel like that's me. I think I just imitated myself. I think, yeah, I think I just accidentally did a, hit a self-roast on that one. It's fine. Speaking of fucking witch, though, motherfuckers, the queen of fucking England died. R.I.P. Pour one out for the homie. Shit's fucking crazy. I'm, like, actually kind of blown away because there was all those memes for the longest time that, you know, she was going to just live for fucking ever. And I, I, I obviously, they're memes. She was going to die eventually. <laughs> but I guess in my head, I just made up that she was somehow just 100% fucking immortal. Obviously, that's not the fucking case. <laughs> we've seen in the past couple days obviously that's not the fucking case oh my god and i i, I like I, I guess it's good that she died of like you know natural causes and it wasn't like a slow painful death as far as i'm aware i don't know i like to i like i do like to kind of think though that she died of some just absolute like it's just the most out-of-pocket way to die possible and she, that's how she died. She died in the most out-of-pocket way possible. And Buckingham Palace is like, bro, oi, prof, say she passed away peacefully in a sleep or something. They can't know that she was hung up by her toenails with four, with four just absolutely massive men tearing her bits. They can't fucking know that, mate. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> or the queen was like a fucking leather mommy and accidentally strangled herself. <laughs> Oh my god. 
Oh, no, it's the opposite. The queen's just, like, so pure and sheltered that she, like, didn't... She hasn't kept up with pop culture since the 50s because someone in her circle was like, hey, like, it's better if we just keep her tied off from stuff. Just kind of keep her this neutral party, hang out in the background. And then next thing you know, you know, her fucking... There's a billion fucking people in the royal family. Like, somebody listens to some crazy shit, some fucking cannibal corpse, like, infant annihilator, anal, t- anal cunt type shit. You know, angsty fucking fucking Beauregard fucking Rose the third is out there fucking blasting goddamn <laughs> absolutely blasting morbid angel and the queen hears it for the first time is like oh good golly <laughs> passes away after hearing death metal for the first time oh yeah she fucking she's walking around she she all she's listened to since the 1950s is fucking Mozart and the Beatles first album <laughs> Next thing you know, she's (laughs) she just croaks over fucking dead at the side of it. The assistant who was like, like, "I fucking told you so. I fucking told you, mate. We got now." So she stayed alive for this fucking long because we didn't let her look at the single fucking owl. We didn't take it to one fucking store for years. Didn't even take it into a fucking Walmart. Let her look at the CDs. Or what's the fuck? Is it Greg's? Is that the fucking big store? Or is it God? What's the fucking main like supermarket in England what is it I know that I don't whatever it doesn't fucking matter England's not real anyway it has been funny though because for the past few years like anytime there's a anytime there's a really really bad tragedy in America every single Brit's like oi well, what'd you fucking expect you got fucking guns everywhere. The kids, frankly, I think the kids deserve to die because the Americans are too fucking stupid to put in some fucking laws. See, in England, in England, you got to have a license to get a license to apply for the license to apply for the license to get a license to have a pocket knife, mate. If, if America just did that, there'd be no... So, so it's their own fucking fault the kids fucking die, mate. Oh, 20 of them, 20 innocent children gunned down in a school. Oh, it's fucking tragic, mate. Get the... Willie's No, but now it's like, oh, no, no. Well, she's a human, after all. You know, it's, it's sad. It's a real tragedy, mate. You really need to have more. You need, you need to be a bit more sensitive about the matter. It's frankly it's disrespectful. Oh, she's a colonizer. She enabled pedophiles. Whatever. No, mate. It's just, just let the dead rest easy. Let the dead rest easy. Oh, come on, motherfucker. No. Cut the fucking bullshit. Cut the fucking Blackpool bullshit. When, when kids die in America, y'all fucking roast that shit to the high fucking heavens. No, it is our fucking God-given American right to roast the fuck out of y'all now, okay? Because that's, a, that's the American way. The American way is deny all responsibility and make fun of other people. <laughs> Woo! America, baby, hell yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Oh my god, dude. I've had this fucking vicious cough for a while. I don't know what it is. It's actually funny. Y'all know, fiance's a nurse, all that. She deals with fucking piss, shit, and blood all day. Like, you would think nothing grosses her out. The one thing that grosses her out is coughing. And I, I'm a cougher. I, I cough like a little kid. Like, I stick my fucking tongue out and everything. Fucking <laughs> right? And sometimes, I, I try to keep it con- contained, right? I'm a good partner. I know that it, coughing's like one of her least favorite sounds in the world. Try to keep it contained or like step away if I need to cough, whatever. Be considerate, right? That's what you do. <clears throat> but sometimes, man. Sometimes I think I'm just going to clear my throat and next thing you know, it's like... <clears throat> <clears throat> and she like has this morbid look on her face like she's about to fucking throw up. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. But at the same time, I'm like, what do you do with fucking? You clean shit. Like, how much? Like, I'm like, does shit gross you out? And she's like, I'm desensitized to it at this point. I'm like, exactly. Oh, but me going, <coughs> that grosses you out? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. I'm sorry, hon. I'll step into the bathroom next time. My bad. <laughs> when I say that the next Street Cat song is a fucking easy core, I love my wife anthem, I'm not fucking joking with y'all. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to go into fucking relationship advice segment here, but, you know, 
I've discussed before that I genuinely consider myself to be like the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. Like I have a great, you know, I have a great relationship. I have a great life and I'm thankful for that. I genuinely am. Speaking of my great life, as of right now, your boy has two new cats. The proud cat dad of now five cats. Is that a problem? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think my landlord's a huge fan of it, but whatever, it's fine. Who cares what the landlord fucking thinks, right? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll make. <laughs> oh god, this is fucked up. I don't want to rehome the new kitties, but if I absolutely have to, I'll make sure they go to a good home. Don't worry. But yeah, so uh, as of right now, they're named Wednesday and Pugsley. Um, they're going to be outside cats because we have three ho- three house cats, and. Uh, with a yard and everything, there is some, you know, there's uh, mice and fucking snakes and chipmunks and squirrels and shit. They're like, okay, it's fine if they keep a distance, but if they come near your house or, God forbid, get in your house, like, that's a fucking issue, right? Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, we'll get two outside cats, two two outside kittens and kind of raise them to be outside cats. Um, get them fixed and all that that you're supposed to do because, you know, having unfixed, unshotted, fucking wormy cats running around outside is just not good for anybody. But yeah, very excited to have them. Um, they're cute little guys. They honestly, they look a lot like Stinky. They look a lot like Stinky. So they're very cute. They're little gray guys. Um, the boy, Pugsley, is really skinny. Um, gray, but a little bit more gray, less white than Stinky. And he has these massive fucking paws. Like, his paws are the size of, like, a full-grown cat. And it's so funny because he's this little tiny skinny kitten with these massive fucking paws. He looks so funny. Um, and then the girl Wednesday is, uh, she's she's actually a gray long hair. Um, they're brother and sister. So he ha- so or so Wednesday, she has more, like, the complexion of Rocket. Um, like, in terms of, like, the long hair and, like, the flowy and all that. Um, but like has more of a complexion like stinky or fur like stinky, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very cute. Um, I am a bit kind of like, I'm happy I have them. I love the cats. I am fully accepting that I'm transitioning into my like crazy cat lady phase, you know, which is, is, it's fine. You know, I'm just going to have fucking 32 fucking cats that live in a one bedroom apartment with me. I'm just going to hoard them. It's going to be mad unsafe. Everyone that walks in there is going to get fucking disgusted. It's going to smell like the inside of a litter box. I've accepted that's what my later in life is going to look like. You know, my my super hot, wonderful wife is one day going to get sick of me and realize, like, damn, like, I could date a billionaire if I wanted to, and I'm going to get divorced, and, you know, i I, probably going to left with not shit, not of her, not because of her, just because that would only be fair because I, frankly, contribute very little here. Uh, she's the best not I don't have a sugar mama let me clarify that that's more of a joke about her being the best partner like ever anyway um yeah and so I'm gonna end up back in a shitty little apartment and uh I'm just gonna really lean in and I'm gonna have like 25 30 fucking cats I think 32 is a good number um personally that's where I would lean Hang on, I have to text her back, by the way. Because I'm a good partner, and I always text back. That's a lie. Sometimes I forget to hit send. Y'all ever do that? There it is. Y'all ever forget to do that shit? Y'all, that awkward moment when you type a message and forget to hit send? God, my millennial came out real quick. But it's fucking true. I always feel like I'm gaslighting myself, because I'm like, why, why, didn't they, why are they not fucking responding? Like, I texted back. I think my message was pretty heat. Why are they not responding? And then uh, look back later. Oh, because I didn't hit send. Because I typed a message. I didn't hit send. Now I look like a fucking douchebag who just left somebody on read for six fucking hours. God damn it. Because I was looking at fucking squared circle on Reddit. Like, come on. I feel like a, it makes me feel like a fucking tool for real. But it's, you know, it's it's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. That, oh God, I haven't listened to the radio in a few weeks, but that that is the kind of bit they would do on some fucking top 40 FM radio. Fucking Dua Lipa fades out. Do you guys ever have that awkward moment 
when you think you texted someone back, but you forgot to hit send, and now they're hitting you going, why'd you leave me on red? And you're like, I didn't, only to realize you did. Oh, what is, that's crazy. It's crazy, Sadie. He has that Relatable, right? When you do something... And I do something, it's funny, because Relatable's funny. <laughs> God, guys, that's awesome. Anyway, last song was Dua Lipa. Now, guys, we're headed into another Dua Lipa. Or would it be Ed Sheeran? It doesn't fucking matter. Dude, I never finished my radio shit. Dude, the radio is a fucking fever dream. Dude, I was going one morning, and I was listening to, like, some... I was like, okay, I need to, like... If I'm going to do some, like, morning show... Because last time I was listening in the afternoon, right? No, I want to get, like, full, like, morning show host prepared, okay? You guys forget, I went to broadcasting school, okay? When I listen to the radio, I know what they're doing. Like, I know the tricks. I know everything that they're doing. Dog, it is mind-numbing. It's fucking mind-numbing, okay? I'm trying to listen to fucking... Fucking Carolina's best country, right? I want to listen to fucking uh, 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 Alan Jackson and shit. Fucking comes out of there. Alan Jackson comes down. Fucking where were you? <laughs> and then some fucking punk ass bitches on there. Yeah, so did y'all see? Did y'all see this? Burger King is investing. $36 million to do some renovation. I tell you what, if they can make a Whopper taste like it did after a night at the Blind Horse in 1996, I may just go Burger King a little more. Am I right? Some girls have to Oh, me too. We used to have a ball at the Blind Horse. Oh, everybody did. Everybody did. <laughs> anyway, next up, we got George Strait. I'm carrying your love with me. I'm carrying your love. Come on. Come on. Like, it's just the most nothing. And I hate when they bait you. Like, like they bait you as if they have, like, some, like, interesting thing coming up. And then there's just nothing. There's just, like, they clickbait, but there, and there's no payoff. And there, there's no consequences because it's radio. <laughs> you don't see your click percentage go down. And then old people don't fucking care. Old people don't fucking know the difference. They've been listening to radio since 1978, goddammit. And fun fact, in radio... Anybody under the age of 40 is considered, like, the young demographic. So there's no difference between me and a fucking 16-year-old and a fucking 38-year-old listening to fucking radio. Oh, come on, you know. Okay, what, what what's the station? Oh, it's fucking some hacky. I like, I like the country host stuff better. You know, bring down fucking Josh Turner. Fuck, baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down. Bring it down. That was Josh Turner, and uh, next... <laughs> oh, fuck him. Oh, God, where... That was Josh Turner. Next up, we got some Toby Keith. Next up, we got some Toby Keith. After that... But after that, your favorite drug dealer may be more progressive than you thought. That's after Toby Keith. This is courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. <laughs> Turn that shit up. Brought to you courtesy... Other red, white, and blue. Turn that shit down. Your favorite drug dealer may be even more progressive than you thought. You see, Starbucks changed its dress code. <laughs> they now allow all the green hair and facial piercings you want. Oh, I can't imagine. And they also, they also encourage all employees to put their pronouns on their name tag. Because how else would you know? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Get it? Because... Because caffeine's a drug and people are addicted to Starbucks and the mocha frappa crappa shits. Oh, that's FCC fine, my bad. I've had four Bud Light and it is 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> anyway, next up. Luke Bryan. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know, man. They'll try to do these like seemingly it like supposed to feel like organic banter about what happened you know and it just it never does it never does it's like oh, the, the the rock stations are really good the rock stations are really guilty of like trying to have like organic banter and conversations fucking well, you still here oh man if i'm alive and where were you here here holding my hand that was Three Doors Down Page. 
Did you hear Queen England died? Yeah, I did hear that. Man, that's crazy. What kind of tea and crumpets we breaking out this evening to celebrate? <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, you know I went to the I went to the Blue Ridge Rock Festival this weekend. Oh, we all did. Man, I kind of forgot a little bit about it then. I guess <laughs> we had a good time, sponsored by Coors Light, and uh, you know. I got to see, you ever heard of that band? They're new around here. You ever heard of that band, A Day to Remember? No, I ain't. Yeah, we, we uh, got their new song, uh, Resentment, plays every now and then. They're one of them real heavy, one of, he- one of some of the heaviest stuff I ever heard, real heavy, fucking, damn, there's an FCC fine. Real heavy. And uh, anyway, next up here is Ghost. I don't know any ghost songs to hum. Larger point is, I, I I don't know, man. It's just such a fucking fever dream. Hang on. <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got, she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, what do you know what I'm doing? <laughs> Cause I'm a good partner. Anyway, fucking I, you guys know I have note. I have notes for these things. I have notes for these things, which is, you know, it's whatever. If I go full train of thought, I just lose it. Like that fucking radio bit. How I was like, oh, I'll just go train of thought and try to riff some radio banter, and then it fell flat on its fucking face. Yeah. But okay, hang on. I did. I, I saw the note. I saw the note. I'm gonna pretend like I did it top of mind because it's show business, baby. Dude, I got to talk wrestling for a second. I got to talk wrestling for a second. Me and Trex will talk about this more next week. But oh my god, if you are not within the world of wrestling, okay, I need you right now, okay. Search CM Punk Media Scrum Reddit. And just go and read through the fucking comments, watch the fucking video. So basically, uh, there had been a lot of supposedly, supposedly, it's hard to tell with wrestling. So the way it's structured, um, some of it is okay. So there's the re- there's work and there's shoot. Okay, work is fake, shoot is real. Sometimes they try to do a worked shoot, which is where they try to it's fake, but it's supposed to feel like it's real. Sometimes they do a shoot work where they take things that are real and try to make them into stories, right? Okay, there's also, within wrestling, things called dirt sheets, okay? And dirt sheets report on, like, backstage gra- drama, spoilers, potential, like, uh, oh, rumor right now is for this show, the book is whatever, oh, the reason that this person got pulled out is because they have an injury, stuff like that, okay? And sometimes stories get fed to the dirt sheets that are fake to fuel storylines, right? And going into All Out, there were rumors that CM Punk was just hated backstage. He made this big triumphant return last year. It's like, rah, rah, everybody's happy. CM Punk's here. And then he's just a fucking dick to everybody backstage, which if, if you're familiar with CM Punk lore, isn't surprising, but it was always sort of in the context of like, oh, WWE sucks. And so everybody could get on board with it. But now it's AEW and he's acting the same way, supposedly, allegedly. And, uh, um, he won the title at Double or Nothing back in May, uh, injured his foot shortly thereafter. Uh, interim champion John Moxley's crown, they do a unification. Punk gets squashed fucking quick, like beat in like five fucking minutes, three minutes. Okay, all out. Moxley defends against Pump. Against Pump. <laughs> fucking Scott Steiner comes out. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, that's fucking. <laughs> genetic freak. Scott Steiner defends against Moxley. Anyway. Um, and Punk wins. It's Chicago. It's this big hometown rah-rah thing. Yeah, everybody's happy. Um, and then, uh, all elite wrestling, AEW, generally does, like, media scrums, press conferences after shows, and is like, oh, hey, everybody, hi, I'm Tony Khan. I don't blink, and look how I'm such a good booker, and all the talent goes, thank you, Tony, for this opportunity. I love the fans. Yeah, woo-woo. And they answer questions. Oh, what do you think? What, how are you feeling headed in this match? Oh, I wasn't sure. You know, Moxley's a really tough guy, but I pulled it out the bag for Chicago. 
But Pong didn't. Pong did not do that. He starts ranting about fucking his, one of his old friends, Colt Cabana. They're not friends anymore. They have a long history of lawsuits and all that. Um, if you don't know, fucking look it up. It is some fucking legal drama shit that is crazy and be way too much to explain. Um, but there was a rumor a while back that Colt Cabana, who was in AEW, got demoted. Slash was about to get fired because Punk was coming in and was basically saying it's me or Colt. And Punk's a bigger draw, to be frank. <laughs> and he just starts lighting that up. And he's like, no, fuck those fucking rumors. Like, I don't know. He starts talking more shit about Colt Cabana. And then he throws it onto the Young Bucks. So calling them fucking dumbasses who couldn't ma- uh, manage a fucking target. He's throwing like all like just throwing everybody under the fucking bus. Finally, he's like, if they if you have any questions, come fucking talk to me. These fucking dipshits. Like he starts calling Hangman Page, uh, one like another champion. Fucking oh God, what was it? An empty-headed dumb fuck, some shit like that. Crazy. And he's just talking crazy. And at the time, it's kind of like, oh, like this is weird. Because he started, he, so he just showed up and he's just like, fuck you, I'm champion, I'm starting beef with everybody. People start kind of thinking that it's like, you know, okay, is he just, is he just cutting like a really like impassioned promo? Because Tony Khan's right next to him, the owner of the company, and he's not cutting him off or anything. But he's just burying everybody. He leaves. After he leaves, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, who he was just talking shit about and said, if you have any questions, come to the locker room, show up at his fucking locker room. And they get in, like, an actual fucking fight, okay? Like, not, like, it's been confirmed now. It's It was, like, a real fucking fight. So, like, fight breaks out. Someone got hit in the face with a fucking chair, like, for real. Not, like, fucking wrestling chair shot. Like, threw a fucking chair and it hit the guy in the face. One of the guys got bit is his whole fucking thing. And basically what, it, like, through other things that have been put together, it's like, oh, like, CM Punk knew he was going to win the title at All Out, okay? Showed up. With the intention of starting this shit. So he had been stirring all this fucking drama backstage, was in a pissy fucking mood, went out to this press conference, started a fucking fist fight, and then was going to play the fucking victim. Like, oh, they came in and kicked my fucking door down and they started the fight. I was just, I had got some shot and they, they started the fight. They come out fucking later. No, they had like the legal, the head of legal, they're like the AEW legal department and the head of talent relations with them and we're going in to talk. And as soon as they open the door, Punk just starts throwing punches and starts a fight before he realizes that one of the fucking executives of the company is there. The head of the legal department nonetheless. And, but now they've already committed and a dude, they were like, oh, we're going to have like our dog and my, my man's wife here. Yeah, there's a guy named Ace Steel. He, he trained Punk and he was in the room for the fight. He got involved. Bit Kenny Omega. Just bit him, fucking. Arr. I don't know how. There was a dog in the room, and a human's the one that ends up doing the fucking biting. Dude, it's been fucking crazy to watch. P- go watch a recap. Go read the fucking Reddit threads, please. They'll do a better job of giving you the fucking context. It has been a fucking great week to be a wrestling fan. Because like when real like like this is what ra- this is what wrestling is like really about at like its heart is when you have to sit there and go like, yo, like, is this real or is this fake? Or is this real? And I kind of wish it was fake, you know? Because, like, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt. Like, anytime you get into, like, throwing chairs and shit, like, people can get, like, legitimately hurt. But that, it was fucking wild, dude. Wrestling's back. It's the fucking 1980s again. Everyone's on coke. What a great time to be alive. (laughs) What a great fucking time to be alive. Welcome back to the notes. Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't I, I one of my notes is literally just talk about poopy. Talk about poop. But like what wh- what was I getting? Okay. So I sit down and I write these through the day and then I I come and you know kind of riff a little bit. Every time I do this is kind of the the structure. And sometimes I leave myself like very vague um notes sometimes like that. Like I'll talk about poopy. What about poopy that I've taken two shits this morning because it feels like I can't get everything out and I'm considering taking a stool softener to put what I I, I feel like I had a bit in mind when I typed that and now I just can't for the life of me put together why I would simply put in the notes talk about poopy. Was I like I don't know was I supposed to come up here like just like play the fucking hits like well you know. Robert last weekend, he took a dump so massive. 
I had to put on gloves and pull it out the toilet because it wouldn't flush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I mean, that thing was big around as a Diet Coke can. I ain't even messing with you. It was as long as, uh, like, you know, the, you know, the, the core hydration water bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, the big ones you get at the QT. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was big around as a Diet Coke can, long as one of the big bottles. Mm-hmm. It was, it was huge. I don't, I, I was like, hun, what did you eat? What did you eat? He said, I ain't ate nothing you ain't cooked. I said, excuse you. First off, you don't have to be rude. You tell me you love my cooking. And if it's coming out like that, it means it's going in real swift. So I don't want to hear nothing. But to get in there with my gloves and have to pull out, I mean, a log. And I'm looking at the width of this and I'm going, what the Sam? How did it fit out of him? How did it fit? I mean, like I said, I couldn't fit a Diet Coke can up there. Could you? No. I, mm-mm. That, that door is exit only. And nothing that's exiting only is coming out that big. I mean, Lord, sometimes I got to push a little, but it ain't as big around as a can of Diet Coke. I keep saying Diet Coke because that's the only only soda I drink. Can't handle all that sugar. Rather get cancer from the aspartame than be big around as Sheila. But I'm just looking at it. I'm looking at it. And I think to myself, why is it this big around? Why is it this big around? And so I confronted him about it. I confronted him about it. I sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, Robert, I already asked you why this dookie was so big. But I'm going to ask you again. How in the Sam hell, how in the Sam hell did it fit? This is as big around as a Diet Coke can, Robert. Why is your butthole stretched so wide that a dookie this size can come out? There was no blood, Robert. Robert, the water should have been red. There should have been streaks of blood down this dookie, Robert. And there ain't streaks of streaks of red down this dookie, Robert. It's just a big old rock solid brown log. And you ain't walking funny. I know it didn't stretch like that, Robert. Do you have something to tell me? And he said, no, bitch, I ain't got nothing to tell you. Get the hell out of my fuck. And then he laid his hands on me. <laughs> so I went a-digging. Dug through his workshop, dug through his truck. The things I found would astound you. The things I found would astound you. <sighs> Oh, my Lord. Sheila. I don't remember if your name was Sheila. I don't remember who the character I'm talking to's name was established at the beginning. Lord, honey, I tell you, if he was fitting the things in there that I found, a Diet Coke can wouldn't be nothing. Honey, I found things that make Diet Coke cans look like a toothpick. Sheila. I don't know how he was fitting these big old pitch black dongs up his ass and how I never noticed. Oh my Lord, how do you even do that? You don't start with that. You got to work up to that. You don't start with something that big. You, you, you start small. You start with a finger, then you go to two, then you go to three, then you buy something else, and you buy a bigger and a bigger and a bigger and a bigger. And they just kept stacking up. Actually, I, I, you really want to know, I got into his, I got into his toolbox in his, in his workshop, and I saw the size-up progression. I mean, damn, he had it laid out step-by-step, step, everything he had to do. He had exact measurements. Shit, he had a five-gallon bucket of lube in his goddamn workshop, and I just never noticed. I could never go out there, because... Smelled like shit, and I know why. He was tearing his little dookie hole apart. He was tearing his dookie hole apart. How do you even start that? How do you even get started? Go, do, you, do, you, do you search how to put big th- stuff up your butt? I, I now, I've now created a separate scenario. Welcome to Schizophrenia Hour. I've now created a separate scenario where I like... I imagine uh, Robert, the, the the closeted man, shoving big shit up his butt. 
I imagine him as like, you remember the CPR class with the dude with the accent? He was really obsessed with Brock Lesnar and Red Lobster. I imagine him learning. <laughs> He's learning from him. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to today's lecture. Fitting big shit up your butt. It's YouTube and you got like shitty like 2007 Windows Movie Maker transitions. And you know, you know, like the old lyric videos, how they all had the same like blue screen with the spinning text. And it was you know, like fucking bring me the horizon. Chelsea smile lyrics by XX. Right. You feel me? It's one of those like style, like videos, whatever. Welcome to today's presentation. Fitting big shit up your butt. I'm your host, Daniel. So here's the first thing you're going to do. First thing, you want to start with a finger. Okay, then you go two, then three. Once you get to about three fingers, it's time to commit. You need to buy a dildo with a base. That's very important. Very important. Okay, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You never know where you're going to be doing. Okay, you could be watching a Brock Lesnar match. You could be at the Red Lobster. You could be at the Red Lobster with Brock Lesnar. You never know. Okay, and if that thing, if whatever you're sticking up your butt, I don't judge. I don't judge. It could be a microphone. It could be a drumstick. I don't care. If it goes up there too far, your butt's it's like a fucking, it's like a vacuum. It's gonna suck it right up. And if you're at the Red Lobster with a drumstick up your ass, not even Brock Lesnar can help you. That's why it needs to have a base. It needs to have a base to stop the suction. Okay? Because sitting with a drumstick up your ass at the, at the Red Lobster, that sounds hot. But it's only hot if you can get it out. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and drop my fucking DragonDildo.org affiliate code. Uh, use code... Use code Daniels Dildos for 20% off your order. Uh, this does not apply to the octopus tentacles, uh, but everything else on the site, uh, the extra large, uh, to the triple XL, to the quadruple, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you can also buy the size up kit, uh, conveniently packaged like it's a toolbox. Um, it starts something about as big around as your pinky, works all the way up. You can choose your maximum size, works all the way up to two feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. You can do about anything you want. We also... You can use code DANIEL20 on the five-gallon bucket to lube, but not the seven. The five's a cutoff. I don't make the rules, you know? Uh. Guys, that's what we call a callback. It's when you reference the first joke in another joke, and it's very funny, and it shows how smart I am. Did you guys know I'm super smart? I'm so smart. I feel like, I, dude, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, doing this makes me feel so schizophrenic. It makes me feel, it, I, I, okay, you guys saw, if you're watching the video version, I just stared off into fucking space and created this fucking fake shit. I feel so goddamn scared. That's not a flex. That's not a fucking flex. I'm not sitting here be like, wow, I'm so creative and funny. Like, it's a bit concerning that I can do that. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe a bit of a stay in, in grippy sock summer camp would maybe do me some good. <laughs> Actually, you know who I think belongs in grippy sock summer camp? Like, real deal, like, true crime fans. Okay? Look, I like a little true crime every now and then, right? We fall asleep to true crime documentaries most nights, okay? You know, we'll, we'll watch some shit here and there through the day, right? It's just, it, it, I, I get it. I get it. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, girls will do this. No, I get it. I get it. I'm talking to people that are, like, balls fucking deep. Like, how deep I am in wrestling, how deep they are in true crime, where they're, like, investigating that shit them fucking selves, Right? They're watching the fucking documentaries or listening to the podcast or listening to the fucking podcast about the podcast about the documentaries. That's when it's like, hey, like, what's your problem? Okay, you want to watch a documentary on the fucking co-ed killer? Very interesting case. Okay, I get it. I get it. Fall asleep to it. It's a desensitization. A desensitization. Desensi desensitization. Process. But I get it. But, brother... No, 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 actually, no, 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 rewind, run it back, run it back. The real issue is that when you get deep into that shit, there's like a weirdly sexual connotation. Why is it all so weirdly sexual when you get like deep into the guts of like true crime community? Because that shit makes no fucking, like, you know, okay, there it is, there it is. This today, my brain's all over the place right now, I'm very sorry. This today is a perfect example of the difference between like boy podcasts and girl, podga girl podcasts, right? Right? 
Because boy podcasts, I just sat here and did a fucking what, like five minute bit about like, oh, I'm going to shove shit up my ass. My husband was shoving shit up his ass. And there's fucking five gallon buckets of lube. And then the girl podcast, a girl podcast is fucking. The body was found. Bound. Bruised. Beaten. Bludgeoned. Bloodied. And barely recognizable. Why? Why does it have to? Why is that so? What, what are we doing, Chief? What are we, that, that's so weird to me. That's some grippy sock summer camp shit. Please, please. If you heard that podcast, if you heard that imitation and was like, damn, I wish that was a real podcast or, oh, that reminds me of this podcast. Go get help. Seek fucking therapy, please. Don't do an investigation. Don't find a fucking Reddit thread on it where people speculate wildly about other things that were done to her. Please, please just go to fucking therapy. Do us all a goddamn favor. And start making dick and ball jokes about a hypothetical man being taught by a different hypothetical man how to shove shove up his ass, must have dismay of his wife. That's much more normal and healthy. That's completely normal and healthy. I see nothing wrong with it. And that's not, I'm perfectly self-aware. So I think that, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. I'm going to do a harsh fucking subject change before I get myself in a fucking truck. Dude. Okay. I was reminded of a, a phase that young Hogan had the other day. This is a hard topic change. I was listening to one of my old favorite bands. There's a band called Eleventy Seven. They were an old like uh, electro pop, uh, like pop punk kind of group. Their first two albums are great, and their third album is kind of I'm not gonna say it's downhill from there, but like it's just not my style. They're still very like talented guys. Um, but their first two albums were like the first pop punk albums I remember being like super into at like a very young age. I'm talking like eight fucking nine years old like i was very young when i was introduced to them they may have been the first pop punk man i was i was introduced to they were called 117 um and i rediscovered them and i was like listening to all these songs i remember being super into from a very young age and it, it was just a really cool experience and then because they're technically considered or at one point were considered like christian rock a lot of other Christian rock started showing up on my like daily mixes and discovering stuff. And I was reminded of one of my favorite songs from that era. Okay. There was a band called children 18, three, and they had this song called homemade Valentine. And I remember I thought it was the best fucking song ever written. You could not have told 11 year old Hogan fucking otherwise. That was a brilliant song. And I listened back to it, and it just, it wasn't good. It just wasn't that good. It just wasn't. We wasted all up on him. And then there's, there's a bit in the middle of the see? And it's so bad. It's so bad. But it took me back to all of, like, crappy Christian rock I used to love. And I, I, I'm revisiting more and more of it. And it becomes like blatantly obvious now. I didn't know it at the time because I was like a bit sheltered, right? I didn't know it at the time. But like it was all just super hard ripoffs of other bands. Like Children 18.3, if you listen to that fucking Homemade Valentine song, it sounds like a Green Day song. I now know years later, Eleventy Seven, which is kind of doing like a Forever the Sickest Kids type thing, but like a little less cool. And all the bands that I looked up to so hard I was like, oh, dude, no, you don't get it. Fucking... Hawk Nelson, <laughs> Reliant K, dude. No, they're so good, man. They're so good. No, they were ripping other people off, <laughs> which is fine. Like, I wanted to fucking talk, right? But, dude, it was just so surreal going back and listening to all this stuff. Fucking skillet. Listening to all that shit and realizing just how fucking bad it was. But, like, it, it makes me want to, like, we joked about uh, making the fucking sus-ass, like, country song. It makes me want to make a Christian rock song, because Christian rock is, like, weirdly sexual. A good example being, like, the Flyleaf song. It's like, I can feel you all around me. Like, that song's horny. Like, I'm so, I, sorry, fucking Christians listening. That song's mad fucking horny. That song is so goddamn horny. But no, it's about Jesus. Jesus... Jesus, fill my little holes. (laughs) 
but like I would I I, I kind of want to make like a Christian rock song. Just I'm I'm going blasphemy all the way. I'm gonna make a Christian rock song that is just so insatiably horny. <laughs> it is so fucking like, it, but like it's almost funnier with like Christianity having the stance it does on like homopho like homophobia and stuff. It's almost funnier that it would be like ridiculously sus, just so unbelievably sus. <laughs> Fucking, oh, and all all the Christian bands like they some of them did the emo voice, but a lot of the Christian rock bands were very like. Let's just imagine, fucking Jesus, I feel you in my throat. Jesus, I feel you tickling my chin. Jesus, kneel me down, open my mouth to pray. There come on my face. Just so fucking aggressive. And then, you know, obviously someone would be like, oh, this is kind of suspect. And gets fucking interviewed by K-Love or some fucking shitty Christian radio station. Like, oh, now you have uh, one of the biggest Christian rock hits of the decade right now. It has been at number one for 800 weeks straight. So let me ask you, there's been some current con- some, some concerns about homosexual imagery in the song. Would you care to address that? And then just get dumb defensive, just so over-the-top defensive. Like, drop the Christian act and just be like, what the fuck are you fucking saying, dude? I'm not fucking gay. I ain't fucking gay, dude. I, don't know, I would never. I could not imagine. I could never even fathom just grabbing a big, sweaty man and undoing his belt. Zipping his pants down real slowly and pulling it out as it springs forward and smacks me across the face and then just taking it and fucking cramming that big old meaty hog down my throat and just... (coughs) He just uses my throat like his own personal fleshlight. Then he picks me up and throws me like a ragdoll and pulls my boxers down and just rips them fucking open. Pins me down and just fills my little butthole with this big old man meat and just until I'm filled to the fucking brim my little ass is just overflowing with daddy's cummies I can't even fucking imagine that dude and the fact that you would fucking throw that shit on me is fucking ridiculous I'm not fucking gay I love Jesus bro I'm not fucking gay and the interviewer's just like "Uh, we're gonna take a break on that (laughs) That's how dudes get though. Did you see the? Did you guys see the clip of the dude? Um, he's at like a Boston Red Sox game, and the guy walks up to him and is like, "Hey, who's the who's the hottest uh, Red Sox player?" And he's like, "I'll beat your fucking ass, bro. Ask me that shit." He's got a Boston. I'll beat your fucking ass, bro. Ask me that pot the cod hobby guy. I'll beat your fucking ass, bro. Ask me that shit again. I swear to God, ask me that shit again. Ask me that shit again, bro. And he's like, "Who's the who's the hottest player on the Red Sox?" He's like, "Bro, don't I'm not fucking gay, bro. Don't put that shit on me." <laughs> And the guy's like, you don't have to be gay. Just who's, who's, I'm not saying you're gay. Like, who's the hottest player? Ask some other dude. And the dude's like, oh, fucking whoever. And he's like, oh, thank you. What about you? He's like, oh, he can be fucking gay. I ain't fucking gay. No, I've never even once, when I go to the baseball games, all I'm thinking about is beer, boobies, and baseball. The three B's, okay? And I've never once, I've never once, never once been watching a baseball game and thought about how fucking tight the little butts look in those fucking, oh, those little fucking white pants. Oh, and they holding that bat just swinging. Oh, how strong you gotta be to hit it that far. Never once thought about that, bro. That's fucking disgusting. I'm not fucking gay and you're not throwing that shit on me. So go catch someone else acting suspect out here. Because I'm not suspect. I'm not in the fucking closet. I sure as hell don't have a, a fucking jock strap. Sitting at home that I wear for private pictures. I sure as hell don't have that. And this notification that just went off on my phone, it is not a grinding notification. And I'm not about to go meet a man named Bill in the bathroom. So, you can all go have a great day and be gay if you want. But I, Mr. Not Gay, am going to the bathroom for unrelated reasons. I, we all, we talk about it all the time. But the dude we went to high school with, that just, he's so, like, he was, like, he just is. Just, man... Come out, man. Nobody cares. It's 2022. Like, and you're a grown adult now. Like, you even have concerns about your parents. Like, it's, I don't know, man. Here, actually, here's the realest, here's some real advice. Real fucking advice. 
Be who you are. Guys, hot take. You shouldn't have to hide being gay. I am a brave, homosexual ally warrior. I'm 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 an allied fighter. And I'm I'm going to say it, guys. It, you may not like it, but this is a brave take. This is the hottest take you're going to hear all day because I'm brave and I speak up. Cuz I'm a good person. If you're gay, that's cool. Suck it, conservatives. Suck it, Republicans. If you don't like what I just said, you can suck my dick. Because, actually, isn't it funny how many Republican homosexual or Republican homophobic uh, politicians are, like, actually super gay? But it's fine. It's whatever. Okay, last, last topic change, I promise. I've seen a trend arising recently that that is obnoxious. It's very... I keep shaking the goddamn camera. I'm so sorry. It's it's just... It's the fucking worst. And that is... And I get tricked by it every time. It's where... Artic, like uh, There's a website called Daily Dot that's the most egregious offender. They just recap like semi-viral TikToks as if they're like news articles. And be like, oh, Burger King employee exposes how little people are, are in the drive-thru every day. And it's just some worker and, and the, the fucking, the video is just POV. You haven't had a customer in three hours. It's fucking 15 seconds. with goddamn Doja Cat playing in the background. And this person writes a fucking thousand word article about this. And if you look to the left at the three second mark in the video, you can see six empty booths. At the four second mark, seven more. Every booth in this restaurant, astoundingly empty. And you may be asking, how do you, we reached out to, for, for, no, was it? we reached out for comment through the comment section and didn't hear back. Like, yeah, because you're probably fucking 12 followers on TikTok asking, would you care if we use this for, would you like an interview with the Daily Dot? Like, no, nobody, well, sometimes people do it. Sometimes people do it. There was one guy, it may have been a Burger King employee, was like, he did an interview. He's, they quoted him a couple times or got a statement from him or whatever. And he was like, yeah, we dead all the time, bro. We dead. That's just how it is, bro. We don't get any customers, bro. We dead. I don't know how this place is still in business. And he took it and went with like an expose. <laughs> like, oh, Burger King doesn't have any fucking customers. Big, breaking fucking news, you guys. <laughs> but these fucking shitty like freelance writers, it's probably fucking college kids who just figured out like, oh, we can, I can just watch TikTok and write fucking bullshit essays about it. But because it's good clickbait and because the TikTok fucking logo is in the goddamn uh, like thumbnail of the article, it's going to get a billion goddamn clicks on Facebook. And so they can make a decent fucking... I mean, I'm happy for it. I'm going to make a decent living off of writing bullshit, whatever. But goddamn, it's so funny. And I get tricked by it every fucking time. I have to be so like cognizant of it now because I will get fucking duped. I will get duped so goddamn hard into clicking these stupid fucking articles that go nowhere. They do nothing. They mean absolutely not shit. And every time, every time, you know what other articles actually, this is, this is what I'll, I'll, I'll close on. You know what other articles I get, I get duped into clicking. You give me any article about the business side of fast food. I don't even work fast food. Never worked fast food a day in my goddamn life. I don't, I'm not an executive at McDonald's. I, I'm not invested in McDonald's. I don't need fucking reason to be clicking on an article about fucking Burger King's fucking renovation plans. But goddamn it, I'm going to click it every fucking time. I'm going to click it every fucking time. I read one today. Burger King's investing all this fucking money into like, oh, we're going to revitalize our brand and we're going to remodel all these stores and we're going to uh, have a new ad campaign and overhaul our menu and this, that, and the fucking other. It, as if it's going to matter. As if it's going to matter. As if showing a TikTok ads is going to all of a sudden revive fucking Burger King. Dude, that is the funniest shit ever. Uh, thinking of like, some goddamn old ass executive being like, "All right, Burger King is down for the seventieth quarter in a row. What are we gonna do to get the young people through the door? Our key demographic is people above the age of seventy-eight, and people who just so happen to work in the Burger King and only get thirty-minute near Burger King and only get thirty-minute breaks. So that's the easiest option. How do we appeal to the young people?" And some other, like, slightly less old dude, the guy's like, John, you're the youngest one in the room at 48. What do you believe we ought to do? The guy's like, well, you know, you know, 
why is that my go-to accent here recently? It doesn't fucking matter. You know, uh, a lot of the kids, they don't... <laughs> the guy's just a jack-of-all-trades. He's also on the fucking board at Burger King. <laughs> teaches CPR classes, teaches people how to shove shit up their ass, and he uh, is a, a Burger King executive who's also a frequenter of Red Lobster. Man's a jack-of-all-trades. You fucking... You know, the kids these days, they're on the TikToks and the Instagram reels and the YouTube shorts. What if we made a viral TikTok dance about Whoppers? And everyone's like, uh, what the hell's a TikTok? A goddamn breath mint? Like, no, the TikTok is a, is a app and the kids go on there and they dance and they get a, a billion views. And anybody who posts anything ever on, if you advertise a product on TikTok, it, it is immediately successful. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Give it a try, I guess. Next thing you know, they've got fucking Charlie. They just searched fucking famous TikTok person. Fucking Charlie D'Amelio or something's the first result. Next thing you know, you see Charlie D'Amelio in a fucking Burger King shirt. Fucking. I love Whoppers. <laughs> Oh my god. No. No. Oh fuck no. No, they have someone who's like super in touch with like what's actually happening on TikTok and they find a way to plug Burger King and all of the like Reddit storytime sur- subway surfer videos. <laughs> or no, they post bait for those who are like today I fucked up by loving Burger King too much and it's just the story of like a guy fucking eating Burger King every day. And like he realizes that his only source of happiness in life is eating Burger King, and that's why he fucked up because now like nothing else means anything to him except Burger King. That would actually work. I think I think if you could make Burger King into a meme, a la like minions, it would be successful for at least half a quarter, and then it would go back on the decline because at that point it's corny. Um, <laughs> dude, speaking, dude, okay, I'm fast food train, then I'm done. I ate inside of a McDonald's recently for the first time in a long fucking time. That felt like an alternate reality. It felt like a fucking alternate. First off, it is so, like, it doesn't have that, like, you remember when you were, were, were a kid and went to McDonald's and there was a play place and there was, like, other kids there and you're like, yo, like, this is the fucking spot. Like, McDonald's was, like, the, like, the kid version of the fucking club. Like, it was where all the cool people went Oh, like, yo, fucking Tuesdays after school, we hit up the fucking McDonald's, like, have your mom take them, like, we can fucking cheeseburger and shit, some McNuggets, and then we'll go play on the fucking play, playground, we're gonna have fucking Fight Club by the slides, you feel me? But I, we went in, because it was just, a, like, a convenience thing, and it, it looks so dystopian, because everything, everything is just gray, floor to ceiling, everything's gray. And it's supposed to look super like modern and sleek, but it just feels like cold. And there's like these, it's they're like there's there's things like panels that are supposed to look like wood, but they're like clearly plastic. So like everything that should look natural just doesn't. And there's just all this like fake abstract art that's supposed to like resemble French fries or something. I'm like, damn, this is the epitome of like late capitalism. Like, not only is this major corporation attempting to emulate, like, natural materials like wood and stone and all that, they're also imitating natural food because everybody knows McDonald's is fucking uh, beef. This is canned beef. Let's call it like it is. But they're also, like, imitating art. Like, they're taking, like, okay, like, ten years ago, if you walked into a restaurant, it was, like, gray everywhere, like, gray and, like, light wood tones and, like, sort of open concept, a lot of room and, like, you know, abstract art on the wall, you'd be like, yo, like, this is kind of cool. Like, this is a cool spot. But now it's like, that's the template. And McDonald's is like, oh, what if we did that? What if we mass produced a bunch of French fry art and hung it? That would really entice the young people because it would look modern. It's like, no, like, it looks stale. Like, it was like uncomfortable. It was like, and it was quiet. But you still hear like the McDonald's thing in the background, like, I got a orange fry. Did y'all hear the fucking symbol? Did you hear that? That's kind of fucking cool. Anyway, it was just so cold. It was fucking surreal. I felt like it was in that episode of SpongeBob where everything's chrome. SpongeBob reference, very funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I fast food's been going down so like aggressively in quality. It's kind of unreal. 
like Taco Bell sucks. McDonald's has always sucked, so it's nothing new. But like the service is like somehow worse than it ever was. Like a Burger King is okay. Cookout, cookout, my favorite fucking cookout has been going downhill in quality for like years now. It's more expensive. It's less good. It's a damn fucking shame, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess it is what it is. That's what happens when you don't want to pay workers what they're fucking worth. But what do I know? What do I know? I'm not a fucking economist or anything. I'm just a douchebag with a podcast. Douchebag with a podcast. I can't reach my guitar or else I would sing you guys a song about being a douchebag with a podcast. It's all good. It's okay. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, apologies for the long rambly solo pod. I apologize for all the bits that um, if I had an audience like Trexton with me, I would have known to not pursue any further because they were falling flat on, uh, flat on their face. And I apologize for the bits that I didn't keep going with because if I had an audience, I would have known that those actually land. Um, buy some merch, stream some music, you know the fucking deal. I'll see you in the fucking video.